everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited today to be here doing one of our another one of our interviews. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and today I have with me actor Jamie Calica is here. And Jamie, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah. So things have been so crazy lately and we've been asking all of our guests to just tell us how have you been uh, dealing with quarantine. I know you're back working, but before that, and uh, how has this whole experience been been for you? Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> heavy sigh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the first the first couple of weeks were a, a pretty big adjustment for me. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm I'm usually pretty busy, so whether it's work, you know, auditioning or or filming. Um, I like to eat out quite a bit, so you know, a couple times a week I'm eating out. I go to the movies the theater once or twice a week. Mm -hmm. um, so when everything just kind of came to a halt, it was, uh, it was a major adjustment and, you know, mm -hmm. no sports to watch. So it was the first couple of weeks I was um, kind of like upset about it. I was like, oh, this really sucks. And then uh, my, I, was, I was able to push my selfishness aside and, mm -hmm. and look at the fact that people were getting sick and dying. And I was healthy, fortunately. So right. I was able to, within a, pretty reasonable amount of time say listen those things will come back now the most important thing is 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 me keeping safe keeping my mom who i see a lot she was in my little covid bubble um mm -hmm. safe and the general populace safe because you know back in mid early march we really didn't know what this was going to evolve into um yeah so in the beginning yeah it was it was a it was a it was a steep learning curve um but then i adjusted yeah, I remember, I think it might have been AMC when they said they were closing for six to eight weeks. And I thought, no way. Right. That's crazy. Six yeah. weeks. And now we're here in, in August and they're just opening. Yeah. Back up where I'm at, at least they're just opening. It's crazy. Yeah. Like even when they said to us, like, because I had booked the movie right before everything got shut down. Like I'm talking, booked it maybe two or three days before everything got shut down. Um, and I was actually on the Saturday supposed to go for like my cast medicals, but you know, things in Asia were going the way they were going. So they said, Hey, normally we do this questionnaire, um, but we want you to go see a doctor for this particular this right now. And mm -hmm. then a day after that, or that day or the next day we got uh, an email saying, Hey, uh, we're taking two weeks. It's called force majeure. Uh, and we'll be back in probably two weeks to shoot this. And even then I was like two whole weeks. Oh my, <laughs> we, were to, we were supposed to go to camera like on Monday right in two weeks oh, all right you know what i get to just work out some more and hang out a little bit and then i know i'm going to shoot this and then yeah like three months later <laughs> so yeah yeah oh, it's and i mean and i i think that that uh, it's it's normal to want that human interaction so i don't think we should feel like we're selfish for needing that that's like a, a natural natural desire it's just been how can we get through it and and not you know become depressed and not you know have a, how do we how do we cope as people um because just pretending like oh that's that's not a problem or i should be like better than that doesn't really actually help that if, if anything it probably makes it worse and then you feel even more depressed and so i don't know we just gotta that's a normal natural desire that, that yeah you have yeah so i think uh, the, i mean the, i've been very fortunate that i've had 
my podcast to be able to communicate with people. I can't even imagine if I hadn't had it, right. how I would have gotten through it, but it's still been pretty hard. I mean, I, especially the first three months, I was pretty much completely alone right. uh, for, for three months. And, uh, and that was, that was tough. I didn't even yeah. see my parents because I was worried that, because I got tested three times. People, they thought I was, that maybe I had it, but they didn't have it. And, um, and so I was just worried about, you know, making them sick and, yeah. and, uh, but, um, thankfully everybody's healthy and, and, uh, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just been, it's been a crazy time, crazy yeah, time, but have you, have you done any, uh, any crafts or baking or puzzles or anything like that? No puzzle, <laughs> but I, my mom is an avid gardener in the last couple okay. of years I've started gardening with her. So, mm-hmm. so once the weather started to get nicer, we, you know, we were out there and I, I did a major um, landscaping job in my backyard, like nice. trees were cut down and new things were planted. And I moved, I have a gazebo in my backyard and I moved it and, and, uh, and then I like reseeded my whole front lawn by hand. And I, so once, once uh, the weather started to cooperate a little bit, gardening was definitely the thing that mm-hmm. between gardening and like working out, because I was so thankful for that because I started yeah. doing a little gym in my garage uh, in December, obviously not knowing mm-hmm. what was coming. Uh, and that really saved me because there could be days mm-hmm. where I would go out there and just work out for four hours a day, you know, because yeah. I had nothing else to do. So right. that was a, that was a save, a godsend for sure. That's good. That's yeah. great. So how did you begin uh, acting? How did you first uh, get started? I, I was actually in business. So I, right before, right before I, I had this like awakening, if you will, uh, I started this little company that bought and sold small businesses, convenience salons. Mm-hmm. I, I bought a bunch of real estate, like uh, condos and townhouses, single family homes and, and was in business for a few years and, and really, really quite loved it. And one day in 2012, I just woke up and was like, today's the day I want to act. And, uh, and I called my realtor and I said, Hey, Ron, his name's Ron Antelec. said, Hey man, I want to sell it all. And he laughed and he said, Hey, that's funny. Like, what are we buying now? You want to buy an apartment building? Like, what are we, what are we looking at now? And I said, no, I'm serious. I want to be, I want to act and cue laughter. Like there's nobody's going to believe, yeah. you know, we've been working together for the last time we were years, like building this little portfolio, like sizable portfolio of yeah. stuff. So he's laughing, thinking I'm joking. And I was like, no, I'm serious. I want to sell it all. Yeah. And I did. Hey. It took about a year to sell everything. And uh, my ex-girlfriend at the time, she was living in Paris. She danced for Moulin Rouge. And I went out to Paris to visit her for a few weeks. And when I got back on January 16th, 2013, uh, that was what I called day one. And I just started taking taking more class. And I would do background work, stand-in work, kind of bartending, anything to sort of pay the bills. Um, and I did that for the first few years and, uh, and never looked back. Yeah. Throw in learning to love Christmas and you'd have a Hallmark story there. Right. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> Leaving business, coming to the small town. I might need to incorporate that. Yeah. That story. Hallmark, I think you should. Go. Yes. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't have quite as, quite as dramatic, but I definitely had that moment where I had been working for uh, three years at a, in a receptionist kind of job and I, I had pretty good benefits. I had, there were a lot of good things about the job, but I was personally miserable. I was not happy doing what I was doing. And I finally, I was actually, I went on vacation to Hawaii and I, 
I was, uh, I, I was just so happy <laughs> and I don't know, I felt like I had sort of in my regular life had kind of lost the ability to feel joy. Right. It was just, I was just so unhappy and I go to Hawaii and I was so happy and it made me realize that like, I need to have this, some semblance of this yeah. happiness in my life, you know, yeah. and then like, that's it. I need to make a change. And I, uh, I ended up quitting that job and, and I, I vividly remember stepping out of that office the last day with my box of stuff from my, from my desk and just crying my eyes out. Cause I, I had, I, and I had nothing. I didn't have any job to go back and yep. fall back on. I had nothing, but I just knew that's what God wanted me to do. 100%. There wasn't a doubt in my mind and, yeah. and, uh, and it all, you know, thankfully worked out. And, uh, but, uh, but I, you just, you can't stay in a, in, in that kind of space. I mean, it no, just, you shouldn't. it's so toxic. Yeah, it, it, you shouldn't, yeah. and we say, you know, verbiage is important because we say right. can't, yet people do. And yeah. I'm a huge proponent for life is short, man. Like, in an instant, like even just the last 10 years, it felt like a day, you know, and, and, and a lot of people in the world. Um, and yes, you need, you need to have money to, to, to pay for your, your dwelling and you need to eat. And sure. if you have kids, you gotta pay, for, you gotta like feed your children or whatever maybe. Sure. But I always say like, most of the things that, that we as humans love or would love to do are attainable. You know, it's not like our dreams are to fly in space like Superman. Like most of the things that people would love to do are attainable. We just often take, don't take the risk, the chance on ourselves. We don't bet on ourselves. And that fear kicks in and it, and it, and it handcuffs us to that desk in that office that we hate being at. And I tell yeah. people all the time, like, listen, don't blame Jamie if you can't eat. Like be diligent in your planning, but go after that thing you love because that is probably the path you're supposed to be on. It's probably where God wants you to be, but we, we fight it. We resist it because we think that it's going to be too great a challenge or what if it doesn't work out? Okay. Well, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah. But at, least, and, at least you tried. Yeah. At least you tried and you had the journey along the way. 100%. And I, I, I think that you can have a desk job and be perfectly happy with it. And that if that's what God wants you to be doing, hundred percent more power to you. 100%. I, I just think when you, when you're in that spot where you know, you're not where you're supposed to be, it is just the worst. worst. <laughs> so, worst. I mean, I remember going to, uh, going to, uh, McDonald's and just being like, I could work here. This wouldn't be the people. There's a nice group. Like I could work here. And then I was just like, what, what am I doing? Like, why am I in this, <laughs> I just feel like when you're at that spot where you're like, yeah, I could do this, this is least, and uh, yeah. and so uh, I don't know when when almost any job looks better than the one that you have. <laughs> yeah, you got to make a change. Not that there's anything wrong with working at McDonald's. It's no, that's, and that's that's perfectly fine. Yeah, I'm like my 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 number one goal is retiring my mom. Right, like she's pretty stubborn. Like with, yeah. with so ruthless. I offered it. And she was like, what am I going to do every day? I was like, don't go to work. Like you complain about going to work. Like don't go. And I, I'm, you know, I got, I got, you. I've been working hard to get to this point. And, uh, and I said to her, listen, how about this? How about this? How about this? Like season two or three, whenever you're ready, why don't you, you know, retire from your day job and then just go get like a little part-time job at a nursery because you love yeah. gardening. Like she right. loves being around plants. It doesn't mean just sit home and, 
and then like wilt away because you have nothing to do and she's a busy body she can't just like sit and do yeah anything. i was like just two three days a week go go work at your favorite nursery and you're gonna be working with plants and helping people that you know need assistance from someone that's knowledgeable and that's and you're yeah. so happy you're not you're not working because you have to you're working because you want to be there and I, I try to like get my mom to do that. So yeah, it doesn't matter the where. The, actually speaking of when I was a teenager, there was this lady who worked um, at the McDonald's nearest my house. And she worked at this one McDonald's for something like 35 years. And like generations of kids knew her. And yeah. she was so sweet. And she remembered everyone's names. And you'd go in and she would greet you. And she was really bubbly. And she was um, like, she tidied up. She wasn't behind the cash register. She mm -hmm. just would go around and like take trays and garbage and so on and so forth. She was such like a wonderful human and she loved being there. Yeah. That was, and that was McDonald's. And that's the key. That's the yeah. key. That's really great. Uh, so uh, let's talk about your most recent movie. Uh, we're going to talk about that one first uh, is Wedding Every Weekend for Hallmark Channel. And there's a lot of things I want to talk about with this movie. Uh, but first of all, how did you, did you just, you auditioned for this role and you were going to, they were going to film it in what, in April? In... Uh, we were going to film it in March. Or yeah, March, we okay. were supposed to go to camera March, like 16th-ish. Basically, I, whatever, whenever everything shut down, it, we were supposed to go to camera two days after that. Oh, was that the one that you had the doctor's thing and everything mm -hmm. for? Oh, okay. That one, yeah. Like yeah. They were getting me into the doctor on the Saturday. I was going to have my fitting on that, that afternoon, and then we were going to go to camera Monday or Tuesday. And then yeah. that, like later that day, another email went out saying, uh, you know, we're taking force majeure. Everything is getting shut down for two weeks. Yeah. So did you just audition for the role or? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I got the, I got a, an audition request. I went in and uh, originally, you know, co with COVID and, and, and things, timelines changing, there was actually a different director that was in the room. So I got brought back in on callbacks. Um, sometimes that happens where, you know, they have a first round or second round of auditions and they have callbacks and sometimes they bring in additional people. So I went right into callbacks and, uh, and it was myself and four, four other guys and, um, and had a really nice, had a really nice session in the room with uh, the director and, and the producers and the casting director and left feeling pretty good. And then uh, probably, I think maybe two or three days later, I got the call that I booked the job. Nice. That must have been exciting. Yeah, it's always exciting. It's mm -hmm. always really, really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you got to work with Brandy in this, and I thought you two had really nice chemistry. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, I would see a whole, sp you could do a whole spinoff movie. I thought I really liked in the two of you idea. together. <laughs> I love that idea. And like Twitter yeah. was floating that around. And, yes. And they're, you know, they're like, we need Jamie as our lead guy. And I'm like, yeah, let's, hey, you guys. Let's do it. <laughs> Hallmark, they, Hallmark, they see these tweets. So all the Hallmarkies out there, I appreciate <laughs> you guys a lot. But yeah, Brandy's really, Brandy's really awesome. She's a really great actress. And for me, the the best part of working with her is just, it's, it's um, our ability to communicate and not step on each other. So I don't feel badly ever saying, um, and this is a funny one with, with some actors, but mm -hmm. I might ask her, Hey, can you give me the line? Like on my coverage, at least, mm -hmm. can you give me the line this way? Because this is how I want to react to it. This is how I see my character reacting to it. So if you give me like a little bit of blank, it'll help me get there easier. And mm -hmm. she's like, dude, no problem. And there'll be times where she'll say, Hey, on this line, 
um, can you or can you just uh, put your hand on my shoulder because I need that to turn me around. So little our ability to communicate um, really heightens our own personal experiences. And then when you watch this as a viewer, it, it looks really like beautifully meshed and cohesive because we're able, nobody feels offended in asking for the things that we need. We're, you know, we're, mm-hmm. she's quite unselfish. So I really, I really enjoy working with Brandy. That's great. That's really great. And so, and then you worked with Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sested. And you, had you ever done anything with them before? No, I had, I had never worked with either of them. Um, but cute, funny story. When I, when I first started acting, one of my, I, I think Kim had, had started just a little bit before me in general, maybe six, six to 12 months before me. Um, but in my very first couple of acting classes ever, we were in class together. We used to train with, uh, no way. with Andrew McElroy. And, you know, another Hallmark favorite, Marcus Rosner. He was in that. Uh-huh. He, he came, we started, we all started training at the exact same time. Emily Bett Rickards, who's on Arrow for all, all of the seasons. She plays Felicity Smoke. Um, she was in class with us. So our like alum class um, is a, is a pretty cool little class. We all, we all yeah. start at the same time and we're all, you know, we're all doing all right. Yeah, we need to keep an eye on the other class members in there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be yeah. seeing. Uh, yeah, we just had yeah, Ros- Blair, Blair Penner, he's done a couple hallmarks as well. He was in our class. Nice. Yeah, we just had Marcus on the podcast not uh, too long ago. So, yeah, yeah very fun. Well, and we had Paul and Kimberly too. Yeah. So first, they're, first they're really good fun. Marcus was right there with me. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They're the good folks over at HelloFresh. And HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And they are really great service. They save you time, money, and stress. And they're, they're a, a convenient uh, delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make with simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way. It, it saves you the, sh- the stress of meal planning, grocery store trips, which are a lot these days. And, uh, and you can get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes. Uh, they're also delicious and nutritious and you can get variety. And uh, there's many delicious options every week to help you to break out of your recipe rut and try new things. And uh, there's something for everyone. They have low calorie, vegetarian and kid-friendly recipes. Uh, they help you to eat more sustainably. They deliver pre-portioned ingredients so you're not overbuying, which is a burden on the planet. And that's really nice for me as a single person because I don't have like tons and tons of sauces and spices and stuff that I'm never going to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, the packaging from HelloFresh uses uh, is almost entirely made from recyclable and or recycled content. Since they offset their operations, travel and shipping emissions, HelloFresh carbon footprint is 25% lower than store-bought grocery-made meals. And so I know uh, that some of you have been able to try HelloFresh. Uh, Amy, I know you've done a bunch of them. What, what do you think about HelloFresh? We've been using HelloFresh in my house for just over two years now, and it's really nice. Um, I cook for my brother and both of my parents most of the time. So it's nice to be able to come home and have a recipe and know exactly what I'm doing, having all the ingredients in one nice little bag. It's really nice and easy and mm-hmm. something quick I can do when there's, you know, football practice and um, classes and everything else. Like it's a really nice, easy, mm-hmm. fast thing to get dinner on yeah. the table. When it just gets you out of your cooking rut mm-hmm. uh, and gets you cooking things that you might not normally 
cook. And so it's a really great service. And right now, if you go to lowfresh.com slash 80 Hallmarkies, use code 80 Hallmarkies, get a total of $80 off your first month, including free shipping on your first box. And additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more information. That's HelloFresh.com slash 80 Hallmarkies. Use code 80 Hallmarkies to get a total of $80 off your first month, including free shipping on your first box. So check it out. I think you'll really enjoy it. And uh, thanks so much. Uh, so this was the first movie filmed post-COVID uh, shutdown. Um, so what was that like? Where was there sort of nervousness on this set? Was it, you know, what was the atmosphere and kind of what were the precautions that you guys had to do? So we had, um, there's a COVID nurse um, that's on set with us every day. And basically before you can even go into your trailer in the morning, you have to go over, fill out some paperwork that it's a questionnaire that says, you know, are you exhibiting any of these symptoms? Yeah or nay. And then she checks your temperature. Um, and if your temperature is within a normal range, then you're, you're cleared for, for set and all the crew have to do it. All the cast have to do it. So that is not cumbersome at all where you, and in like a real first world where you kind of feel it is uh, craft service. You, there's, there's no self-service of anything. So you go up to the craft service truck and look at a board and then they'll give you what you ask for. Uh, whereas uh, normally you would just, you know, walk up and grab whatever you want to grab. And then you walk away. Uh, lunch is the same thing. You have to wear a mask. They serve you all of your lunch. There's no more self-service of your sandwich or of your salads or desserts or whatever it may be. And you know, to be honest, it's super manageable it's um when it comes to the things that you we lost it's it didn't feel like a hindrance at all for me personally um my mom has a has a rare autoimmune disorder so my nervousness was just in being around 60 people yeah again when i had just spent three and a half months around seeing three people right <laughs> you know and and it was for my safety, the general populace safety, but most importantly was my mom's safety. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't, even when things started to loosen up a bit, you know, I thought that I would rush out to restaurants when they, when they went into phase two where they had 50% capacity. Um, I thought that I would be out there just, just to be out of the house. And I was like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm okay. I've made it, I've made it three and a half months. I'm okay. And <laughs> a lot of it was, you know, like I said, for my mom's safety, I'm, I'm a super healthy dude and, and it would be yeah. my luck that, I would get it and, and not uh, exhibit any symptoms and then get my mom or someone else sick. So for me, it was really just, has everybody else here been equally as diligent or not? So it was really nice to have COVID Kate. Um, that's what we called her, <laughs> call her. Uh, she's actually on the movie I'm doing right now. Uh, have COVID Kate um, be there to separate people from the crew like she'd say hey are, if you guys are non-essential you don't need to be in here right now can you guys step outside or if people were within six feet of each other if you, if, you know if i didn't if that person didn't need to be helping you with this this uh light rigging then mm -hmm. can you guys separate um so her job was quite difficult and there was she, you know she probably experienced a, a good amount of pushback because it was we had you know we never had someone that would govern your space like that um, but it didn't bother me. I was happy to have her there and, and her job was to keep yeah. us safe. 
Yeah, I mean, Kimberly was telling us that normally after a Hallmark movie, she would get sick in the past. Uh, and so, and then she did this one with all the things and she didn't get sick. And, right. and I, you know, she's like, why weren't we doing this all along? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I'm a, like, I'm a clean freak. Everybody that knows me knows I'm a clean <laughs> freak. So all of my friends have forever made fun of the like little things I do. Like I've always, always, since I was 16, got my first car, Honda Civic. I always use paper on like the gas pumps you know, I've always mm -hmm. like backed into doors. I use my elbow. I always walk around with hand sanitizer in my car if I have a little bag. And they're always like, oh, Jamie's such a germaphobe, like him and Howie Mandel. And now everybody's <laughs> doing it. And I'm like, you guys are just catching up to me. Now they're like, Jamie oh. <laughs> was ahead of the curve. <laughs> Like, I'm like, you guys weren't washing your hands? Like, the, the government has to tell adults to wash their hands? No, what? it's like they have, like, like famous people singing the alphabet song or whatever to remind you. Yeah. Craziness. But yeah. hey, we are where we are, yeah. and we got to yeah. do what we got to do, and we're, yeah. we'll, we will get through it. But people just have to cooperate and wear yeah. a mask. Like, okay, fine. It's, nobody wants to wear the mask. We'll just throw the mask on for the 20 minutes you're in Walmart. It's not a big deal. And, like, and then Agreed. Yeah, I agreed. So this movie had a little bit of controversy as the uh, <laughs> Hallmark embracing diversity in a new way, which was very exciting for us. And but how did that uh, how how did you feel about that? What was your thoughts on that? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, not just because of everything in that's going on in the world, but just because you can from a very simplistic perspective, you could say to yourself, man, it's 2025. Mm -hmm. You know, right. and yeah. and to be a part of it for me, I'm super happy and, and proud. And the product was beautiful, and people loved it. And yeah, were there some internet trolls and and negative people that had some their uh, you know less than kind things to say on the internet? Yeah, did it phase us? No, absolutely not. Because right. I read tweets, not even you know, not even as a black man. Um, that has been really fighting to get into that lead, that number one, two spot, because there, that doesn't happen a lot for Hallmark. You know, you'll see right. a little bit more of it in a lifetime. Um, so that's like my, a goal of mine. Like I want to be able to get into the world where Marcus is, where, you know, I'm playing number one, two regularly versus just like the best friend. Right. And while I was the friend in this one, I was particularly proud to be a part of it, nonetheless, because of the fact that we saw our first, you know, LGBTQ wedding right. uh, with Carmel and her partner. And we saw a Jewish wedding, you know, the African-American wedding. Mm -hmm. And it was all done tastefully. And the product was great. And Kim and Paul killed it. And I read this, I read not a lot. I mean, I read, I read hundreds, but this one particular tweet, um, this, this woman said she... Um, had been hoping for, you know, this type of, this level of inclusion for years. And yeah. she, and, and, and she still remained a, a loyal follower, you know, of Hallmark. And she just prayed. She just said in the tweet, she said something like, I have just been praying for like this moment for years. And I am crying as I like, I'm like ugly crying as I like watch this right now and write this tweet. And then it brought tears to my eyes because there are so many people that haven't been representing these movies, but they're like, hey, we'll still watch. But to see someone that looked like them or were them on that screen, you know, touched a lot of people. So I was really happy to be a part of it. 
Me too. I, I was I was really happy that uh, that they did it and did it well, and it wasn't in any kind of patronizing way. Because I I was scared that it was going to be like the supposed gay moment of Beauty and the Beast, you know, where Disney's oh, trying yeah. to get trying to get points for that, and it's literally thirty seconds uh, dancing at the end of the movie, and it's never yeah. discussed or talked about or anything. And right. and while this still was only a couple of minutes, yep. it still uh, was was i thought well done and a good first step into that uh, kind of uh diversity and i mean it's just i i just don't understand how how it can be bad for anyone to have people being happy yeah you know what i mean like it's it's just what i i just i'll never understand it that it that that would be something that would be problematic i've seen people happy okay fine yay i'm, I'm with you <laughs> and you know i i like that you said the way you worded that the way you worded that because i agree i think for myself when when networks try to force an idea down or an agenda whether it be for points or to at least demonstrate their willingness to change then the even the recipient that might be a a, a a member of that group, it still almost feels insulting. Like you're still yeah. like, you're just doing this because like we've been yelling about it just versus why don't you just make a product that looks like the normal world? You know, I'm like, right. that's with, you know, for African-Americans, you know, we still only make up, <clears throat> and this is a SAG after uh, statistic, we still only make up eight to 12% of any particular production, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we're like, that's not the world. Like, of course, in certain places, but you could have more than one black character in yeah. a particular movie or show and it's not going to like it's not going to ruin your product and all we want in general is for for these movies and these shows that we're making to just feel like the real world and to give everybody an equal opportunity yeah. because a lot of times they'll say that it's you know an uh, an open ethnicity audition i'll walk into the room and it'll be four or five caucasian guys and me and you and you look at the situation while i'm happy to be there what you're saying is is you've already really written this in a particular way you have a you yeah. have a pretty strong idea as to how you're going to cast this role and i'm i'm almost made to feel like a wild card and right. so i still think there's a there's a ton of work to do not just being you know a black man but it with the lgbtq community and 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 just you know displaying other uh other religions mm-hmm. um but it's a it's a start and as long as you know we're moving we're moving forward yeah and it was interesting yesterday i actually watched the new uh personal history of david copperfield movie okay and yeah and uh that movie stars deb patel and the all the casting is is very uh uh, colorblind, I guess people would say. Yes. Um, and obviously that's not accurate to the novel. That's not the way it was written, right. but it really worked for me. It was interesting. I, it made I it, seen it yet. I yeah, seen it. it was, it, it just added, it's a very whimsical, uh, adaptation. It's a very yep. creative adaptation. And I thought it just kind of added another layer to that, that, that uh, it just made it a little bit more interesting and different. Obviously, that's not going to be going to work with every single production and every single Definitely. thing. But I, I think that that we can usually be a little bit more uh, out of the box than than we uh, than we kind of typically think. We just need to stretch. A lot of times, we can end up we can stretch a little bit further than than we uh, um, than we might at first. You know 
first do if we if we take a step and think how can we be a little bit better um but i don't know i thought that was a good example of a of a movie that that was very creative in the casting and i think it really worked so uh yeah i i enjoyed that in wedding every weekend i thought that uh it felt like a real modern group of friends uh that uh were all you know these different weddings and uh so i enjoyed it and uh, so I, I, and I enjoyed the movie. So let's take a second and thank our second sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They are the good folks over at care of, and they've been wonderful sponsors of our podcast. And it is a wonderful wellness brand that delivers you customized vitamins that, uh, help you to maintain your health goals. And one of the great things about care of is that they have a quiz that you can take Uh, that's quick and easy, about five minutes, your online quiz and asks you questions about your diet, your lifestyle, your health concerns to try to figure out the best vitamin regimen for you. Uh, The vitamin aisle can be confusing. It's hard to know what you need and where to start. And, uh, and so this helps you to answer easy questions like how much sleep do you get? How often do you work out? And, uh, and I was able to take the quiz and uh, we were able to determine some good things that would help me with my sleeping. And I think that that everybody can take the quiz and find the things as opposed to just taking a multivitamin or something that's not as tailor-made to you and your needs. Uh, it's all, They also have a, a great attention to quality that you can see and taste. Uh, it's a super transparent company about the research and sourcing behind every one of their products with extensive info available on their website and fun informative content on their social media pages. Carev's products are formulated with good-for-you clean ingredients that are backed by science. Carev's yummy protein powders are made with wholesome ingredients you can recognize like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. Uh, they're also hassle-free. Uh, they can take. They can make taking your vitamins and supporting your health attainable and easy. And they have a new line with skin and hair collection that helps you work on your beauty goals from all angles with a combination of targeted ingredients for hair, skin, and nails. Your recommendations. Uh, come in daily individually wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into a routine. And that's one of the things I like is the real attention to detail. They have your name on it, get the little packets, it's got all of your vitamins that you need to take right in there. And, and Amy, you've gotten a chance to try out care of what did you think about it? Yeah, my favorite part is that they come in individual packets. And I was just mm-hmm. able, especially when I was on campus last semester, to just pick the packet up every morning, stick it in my bag, and then I was able to take my vitamins when I got a chance throughout the day, which was really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Yeah, you can just put it in your suitcase, your purse, uh, and uh, and it works really well and it's very easy. So for 25% off of your first three months of care of, go to takecareof.com slash hallmarkies25 and enter hallmarkies25. That's takecareof.com slash hallmarkies25 enter code Hallmarkies25. Let's go into some of your earlier work. The first role that you ever did for Hallmark was for The Bridge, part one and two, yeah. according to IMDb, I think. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. So yeah. Well, how did you first get introduced to Hallmark and how did that all come about? Yeah, it was, again, uh, that was 2015 or 16. And, 15, yeah. and I'm still like, that's actually the year. Okay, so the end of 2015 is when I had, I actually went through a bad breakup and 
I, I had not, a bit of an epiphany where I realized that I, I wasn't working hard, nearly hard enough with the acting. I wasn't being the best person I could be with, say, my friends, or I could be a little more patient with my mom, I could have a little less road rage. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I assessed the things that I was doing wrong, and I decided that I was going to work on them. I was going to fix them. And it was almost like an immediate, the second I knew, where I, I, I could see my blind spots, uh, the act, that's when the acting started to take off. My first like, couple of years, I, I had only booked maybe two or three roles in like the first three years. And then basically from 2016 to like the next three and a half, almost four years, I booked like another 35. Yeah. Um, that was the moment, that was the first job after my little epiphany. And it was awesome. Like mm-hmm. Faith Four, Ted McGinley, yeah. you know, it was just, I, I love them. And I talk to Faith all the time. And she's like, honestly, one of the sweetest humans I know. And it was directed by one of my favorite directors, Mike J. Roll, whom I've done another couple of movies with. And and he signed one of my visa letters to, to move to the States. And, and it was just a really great experience. And when I got there, we shot it in Victoria, where I'm at right now shooting this movie, actually. Um, I met Karen Kingsbury. It's a really kind of cute story, actually. I was my first scene of the day, and it's in the cafe. My first scene of the day was the first scene that where you meet Luther, and uh, he goes up and he asks for, or he has, he's getting a refill of his coffee, and, and he talks to Fate's character, and she says, "Hey, when are you gonna like make some food, make some cook, make some uh, soul food?" Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sitting there, and they're they're setting up the shot, all the lights and stuff like that. And I, I see this one uh, lady who's just reading a book uh, at a table, but she's being very well like attended to. You know, a lot of people keep going up to her and they're, hey, can I get you, do you need a water or do you need anything? Are you, yeah. and, and, and while they're not ignoring everybody else, they're really paying attention to her. So I thought, oh, maybe this is um, the, it could be any, like a producer that's just reading it. I didn't know who it could be, uh, but it, she was sitting with the background performer. She's in the background of the scene. So, uh, so I had to ask, I was like, hey, how are you? Uh, I'm Jamie. And she's like, oh, I'm Karen. Um, it's really nice to meet you. I- I'm really proud that you're playing my Luther. And I said, you're Luther? And she said, yeah, I'm Karen Kingsbury. Nice. And I and watch, I remember at this point, as the actor, if you don't know every book in the world, right? You've got to right. break down ahead your character's name, a little description, and your dialogue. That's it. You don't know that it's based <laughs> on a book. You know nothing. Uh-huh. So I was like, Karen Kingsbury? She's like, yeah, uh, the author of the book. And I was like, the book? I, she said, yeah, it's, it's based on my novels, uh, The Bridge. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I just, like, <laughs> they never told me. I didn't know. I, I auditioned. I had a call back. And she's like, yeah, my son was in the room. I wasn't able to be there. And I, and I remember this other person. When I walked into the room for the callback, there were, there were like eight people in the room. We even... It was like a little joke because I walked in and I was like, whoa, <laughs> ah, hey, every, and they laugh because they, because every, I guess everybody reacted that way because you don't typically uh-huh. have that many people. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, my son was there. And I apologize. And, and she's so sweet. And she signed, she gave me a book and she signed it and we keep in touch as well. And it was that, that day or the next day that I learned that, it, that they were splitting up the novel into two movies. So it was really awesome to shoot the first one. And then I had about a week off and then I went, came back to Victoria and, and then shot the second one. Nice. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it funny now. Book? It was very what embarrassing book? then. <laughs> it really sucked then. Like her name is on the movie. Uh, that's funny. Um, so you were in Memories of Christmas. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. Um, 
and that had Mark Taylor. Yes, and Christina and, Milian. Mm-hmm. And we've had Mark on the podcast. Is that a fun group? It was. It really was. Like I, Mark and I. I, I mean, I grew up in Toronto, and I, you know, I I used to watch Mark on uh, on on TV uh, when I was a kid, and I remember girls would have him up in in their lockers and stuff like that. And uh, so meeting him and then, and now we're boys, he just finished shooting one out here and we, we got to hang out one night and, and Christina's super, super awesome as well. And, um, and we went out and hung out a couple of times as well. And the onset chemistry was really, really awesome. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, and was that filmed in the summer or when was that? Yeah, we shot that. No, uh, September. Oh, September. Okay. September. Yeah. So, so you was, weren't but, roasting. But we were these, yeah. We were getting these late pushes. So it was, it was still, it was toasty. Like we were definitely quite warm because you know, you're wearing these winter sweaters, yeah. layers and jackets and gloves and stuff like that. All and right. like, we had most days that were in the, I would say late high, like seventies to mid eighties. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was still quite warm to be in all that. Yeah. Got to make sure you're hydrated. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I'm actually funny enough that one we had, we had, uh, you know, PAs that would, that had a lot of hydration stations. They'd come around with a lot of water cause it was, it was quite warm and we were wearing mm-hmm. a lot of clothes. Yeah. Uh, so last year you were on in a merry little, uh, merry little Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So that seems like that must've been fun. It was. Yeah. yeah for a lifetime. Yes. My, and my, <laughs> My, my buddies are like, who is this guy? Like, you're making movies with all my crushes from, like, my high school days. <laughs> right. One year, it's Christina Milian, Milian. The next year, it's Kelly Rowland. <laughs> right. But but Kelly is, um, she's she's one of the, I, I say this, I say, I, it sounds, I know when people say these things, it, it, sound, it, it sounds loose, but I think she's probably the nicest person I've ever met. Like, she is so sweet. Um, she genuinely uh, is kind to everybody. She works super, super hard. Um, Troy, her acting coach, goes with her. And in between everything, uh, every setup, you know, she's, she, they're working the material. She's not just like, she doesn't just walk away in between setups and like go back on her phone and like some people. Um, mm-hmm. And she's just, she's, she works and she works and she works and you can see it. She just wants to be, she, wanted, she wants to better herself. And, uh, and I love that. Like, I, I love seeing that. Um, and the uh, our our director uh, Miss Bossaday was amazing, and the producers and the whole cast. So it was it was a lot of fun to make, and we're doing Merry Little Christmas Wedding, which is part two right yeah. now. Yeah, that's yeah. Really, oh, that's where you're at now. That's where I'm shooting right nice. now. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Could you re- relate to that? I don't know if you have a big family or just that family dynamic and craziness. I have a- I have a big family, but it's by extension. Like my mm-hmm. my mom has siblings, and they all have kids, and then my grandma. Right. Siblings. My mom's mom's side, they, my, my grandmother was one of seven. So there's all our, you know, the, the first cousins or I guess second cousins to me and all of their kids. So we're very, it's a huge family and we're quite close, but I don't have any, I don't have siblings. Right. Story, it's, you know, Jackie and her two sisters. Right. And then I marry into the family, marrying Trina, uh, Jackie's sister. Um, but definitely having like the kind of craziness and a lot of people around and we're not at Christmas yeah. time for sure. Uh, and it's, and it was really fun to make. There are times when I was just like, "Come oh my gosh, can you give her a little bit of a win? Do you have to fight her on the, uh, on the, uh, what was that? I forget the food. The turkey. The, 
the turkey and, and the turkey yeah yeah i was like you have to fight her on everything come on yeah, yeah. but uh but yeah it was uh it was a lot of shenanigans going on there oh, yeah the dog <laughs> the, the, the dog destroying the pillow the you know uh reese uh spilling his drink yeah uh the parents just coming in like decorating whatever bringing their decoration right. ruin the turkey yeah so we we definitely put her through it in the first one. He's like, do you want to get invited again? <laughs> this year we are yeah. not at her house. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's true. Probably for a wedding. Yeah. yeah. No, no spoilers. But we're not at her. She was like, no, no, no. I'm not making that mistake again. All right. Well, so we have some fun questions that we like to end off with, and our first question is, what is the best ice cream flavor? Pralines and cream, baby. I love mm, pralines and cream. Yeah. And I'm lactose intolerant, so I really shouldn't be eating ice cream. But you can find like the lactose free. Cream, you let, let me see a Baskin Robbins anywhere. I'm eating yeah. it. Got I don't it. care. I'll deal with the consequences. <laughs> you can take some pills or whatever. You'll be fine. I, I, I don't trust. I just, I can't. Some people, like I have friends that will take the pills and just eat the lactose. Yeah. But it, it kind of, yeah, I just, I don't, I can't take that. Chance. You just go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, what's your favorite color? Red. Okay, good. That's got very on brand for Christmas. True. Yeah. Uh, what music are you into right now? I listen to a lot of R&B. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like a slow jams R&B and funny. Yeah. I'm a lot of like really old school. I've always, I typically liked old school, but I've been playing a lot of Luther Vandross these days, a lot of nice. Marvin Gaye. Uh, cool in the gang. Let's get into some funk. Uh, a lot of Whitney. <laughs> yeah. Um, Janet Jackson is my favorite. She's more like pop R&B, but yeah, I've been listening to a lot of like a lot of Luther these days. Very cool. Sounds good. All right. Uh, what is your go-to date night food? I I love pasta. If I could bring you to mm. you know, a pasta spot, you know, have some nice vino, good pasta dish, some tiramisu yeah. for dessert, a little you know cafe or some limoncello to to you know to wrap seal it all in at the end <laughs> sounds good to me all okay. right what is your go-to date night activity back in the regular world when we can have activities i i really love doing like a fun thing and a meal right so uh, uh -huh. typically it, we might start with going to play some mini golf yeah you know go play some mini golf and then go to a restaurant and have a meal. Yeah. Uh, maybe we, we go hit some golf balls and then have a meal. I like to do a thing that you're still able to, you know, chat, and, but have some fun and then like go yeah. sit down and have some food and have a glass of wine. wine is very, if I haven't got stressed that point, wine is quite important to me. Yeah. yeah, I think that 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 is a pretty good strategy. And then you can always be, have a little bit of an out too. Like if I, if things haven't gone well be like up. oh hey i could, I could, a pull, a mini golf. I could pull a muscle in my back i'm an actor 100 100%. 100%. 100%. we had fun in mini golf let's call it a night hey yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. let's go very good okay uh dogs or cats neither i'm scared of dogs and cats are a little too sly for me anybody mm -hmm. that you can just feed but they can go and come as they please i'm like yeah. i don't know i don't know if i could trust this arrangement <laughs> here. i don't know a little too autonomous Okay. Yeah, I get that. Uh, all right. Beaches or mountains? Beaches. I love that sand yeah. in my toes. I love the water, baby. Once I'm in that water, you, you got, it doesn't, they'll be like, come on, Jamie. Jamie's playing with like the kids were throwing a ball. Jamie's <laughs> in the water till it's dark. Don't, as a man, I love beach. I love, I'm with you there. I love the beach, love which I don't know why I live in Utah where there's no beaches, but <laughs> you gotta make I a still move. Do. Go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, suit and tie or sweats? I love me a suit and tie. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Before, before Good I answer. Office, I worked at a bank and I got to wear a suit and tie every day. That year and a half from a, from a wardrobe perspective was like, <laughs> I love it. Suit and tie. Most people don't say that, but I love a man in a suit. It's yeah, oh, so good. Uh, all right. What's your favorite holiday? My birthday. Nice. Yeah. I know yeah. that's unorthodox. Good answer. I, love, I love my birthday. I'm not going to lie. Vanity aside, I just, I love celebrating. I love bringing my yeah. people together. My mom, I celebrated for 25 days every year. Nice. Um, 25 was my, like one of my favorite years of life. Just a great year. So I celebrate for 25 days and it gives people that, you know, you might not be able to come to the party mm -hmm. or whatever it is I'm doing. We got 25 days to say, Hey, come to the house, play some video games or Hey, let's go out for lunch. So, you know, it took the pressure off people that might not be able to make the day and you got 25 days to come and hang with the fella. Let's go. Very good. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, last question and you can pick one of your own. What is your favorite Hallmark movie? I really do love wedding every weekend. Yeah. 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 Good choice. I do. All, all right. You passed the test. Very good. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. You're such so a delight fun. to talk with and good yeah. luck in the movie. That's thank so going to be so much fun. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I mean, the fir <laughs> my first, you know, I got to shout out my first of the year for Hallmark. Love is a piece of cake. Then I did Wedding Every Weekend. And, I, and right after Wedding, I wrapped on Wedding Every Weekend on a Tuesday. And then I started shooting Never Brides, which is another oh, That's Hallmark. right, yeah. Mm -hmm. So up. that's, I think I saw a date of October 10th, uh, mm -hmm. where I play the love uh, a love interest. And and, uh, and that's Never Brides. So I got a shout out to all, you know, all my, all the Hallmarkies of the world and all the, if any of the Hallmark executives watch this, um, Thank you guys for, for keeping me included. Uh, and, and, I, and I hope I'm, I'm, I'm doing you doing it justice. Yes. Yeah. So cast this man, Hallmark casting people. <laughs> yes. Everybody that makes these decisions. Thank you. Yes. Well, very good. I certainly enjoyed talking with you. Uh, so what's your social media and all of that fun stuff? Yeah. So everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's my name, but my first name is like the Spanish smelling. So J A I M E. So at J-A-I-M-E-C-A-L-L-I-C-A, -L -L -I -I, at Jamie Calica everywhere. You can find me, right. shoot me a DM. I respond to, I, I mean, sometimes it's a little slow because I get a lot, but I try to respond to everything. So try me out. You'll see, uh, you'll get a response. Great. Yes. I will have all of that in the description section Perfect. and you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out and make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We appreciate it so much. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give us this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. And we also have our patron group and merch store. So please take a look at those links in the description. And thanks again, Jamie. This was so much fun. And Thank we'll have to have you me. on again, maybe yes. closer to the holidays. So yes, for sure. <laughs> thanks again. We'll talk to you all later. Bye everyone.